everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's two guys' take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, and you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from the ERI studio right here in downtown Concord, North Carolina. I'll be your host, Biggin, and how about you? We've got a great show lined up for you, as always, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this flaky biscuit. That's right, I'm talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, but most of you probably know him best as the Silver Tongue one, 2016's Honorable Mention Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll. Give it up on old Mike number one, it's my man, Mojo. I feel kind of naked without producer Brian here today. I know. <laughs> I miss him. I miss him desperately. Yeah, also, I'd like to uh, just make point and the uh, ether of podcasting and mark this little moment of history that mm-hmm. this will probably be your last night of uh, sleeping through the night mm-hmm. um, yeah. for the rest of your life. I'm just going to go ahead and point that out. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> hey, thanks, everyone, for joining us uh, on this episode of the uh, Southern Fry Flop. Southern Fry Falafel, Southern Fry Philosophy Podcast. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of hungry, man. Yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. I, man, I've lost track of episodes. Uh, this may be 116. Wow, 116. Who ever thunk it? Anyway, we're glad glad you guys keep tuning in. I usually give up after a poop after 20 minutes. We've done no, 116 no of these things. We've, we've looked at each other for almost three years now. Crazy. <laughs> Two and a half, something like that. Anyway, yeah, we appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm not sure exactly where you're tuning in at from, but um, you can also go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, anywhere that you pretty much listen to a uh, podcast. Just go there. You can download our episodes. You hit subscribe, give a like review uh however that works i'm not you know everyone's different but yeah most important thing is a review if you can give us a little five-star review that helps us move up in the algorithms uh that way people kind of notice us a little, notice us a little bit notice us a little bit more man I can mm-hmm. talk um but yeah share those favorite episodes with your friends just take a little time to do that for us if you haven't done it already please go to our southern fry philosophy uh, facebook page uh give us a like there um you know, give a comment. If you want to tell us where you're from, that's great because we love keeping track of our new listeners. Yeah, buddy. You can also go to Twitter's and Instagram at SFP Radio. Um, our website, SouthernFryPhilosophy.com. You can uh, read about us and our little small biographies. Um, you can also have playable links there at, at, uh, on uh, the computer there. That way you can listen to us at work or wherever you're at. And, yeah, just keep, keep tuning in. We love all the new listeners we're getting. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, no doubt. Um, We want to say shout out to our new listener. It's not even a new listener. Well, kind of. Dr. Kelly Whitson. She is, quote, a kick-A veterinarian in Lafayette, Tennessee. Uh, She let our friend George know about the show. George then emailed me, listened to the Bourbon Show. Oh, nice. And wanted to know the itinerary. Shot him uh, the the itinerary that we took. Yeah. And uh, gave him some some heads up. Told him to see my man Tony at uh, Kentucky Nose. So, um, yeah, we had a, a good conversation with that. So thank you, Kelly, for, for that. Also want to say thank you to our, our, um, our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, and Webmerized Website Design. I'm going to ask you like I ask you every week, Mojo, I be darn. I cannot stand school fundraisers. Who can? School is back in session. Yeah. I got all the children's knocking on the door, selling their discount cards, their <laughs> candy bars, raising money for Booster Club uh-huh. and Runathons and Jump Rope for Heart and, and whatever, yep. man. I mean, they're raising money for everything. New everything. band uniforms. Listen up. If, you, if you're a teacher yep. or you sit on the PTA or you're a superintendent and you're listening to this, stop selling crap. 
Right. These companies that you partner up with are designed to take your money. Yeah. I mean, just take. They're not a nonprofit. No, I mean, and they make an inferior product. Think about it. Popcorn <laughs> is the worst popcorn known to man. Shout out to the Boy Scouts. Oh, th- God, them bless. too. Yeah, they come sell up the popcorn. With a, come up with a better idea. Sell machetes. It's not even Boy Scouts <laughs> anymore. It's like Scouts of America. Sell something. I don't Give know. Give me something I'm going to use. I would rather them make, I'd rather them whittle twigs into like spears and come try to hawk those yeah. versus that stale ass popcorn they had sure. from 1996 if they bought too much corn from the Iowa State Fair. I just do not like that. Here's the thing. Can I just offer a suggestion again to superintendents, principals, things of that nature? Uh, you can go to Harbor Freight and you can use your little coupon to get a buy, you know, buy anything and get a free flashlight. Absolutely. I'll give you a dollar for that flashlight, and you spent nothing on it. There you go. I'll take that all day, every day. Great idea. I like those little flashlights. But yeah, so these companies pair up, so you're paying $19 for three packs of popcorn, and the school's getting a cut of two bucks. Yeah. I'd rather the kid come up to me and be like, look, (laughs) we're raising money. Can I have five bucks? I'll give him five bucks. I I don't want anything exchanged for it. Yeah. No, I don't want your stupid discount coupon where I can get like a free crazy bread from Little Caesars 30 miles away. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care about that. I don't care about your America's Choice chocolate bars that's really horrible. I'd rather school go use some ingenuity and go to Sam's and buy bulk bars of Hershey Mm -hmm. candy bars. Yeah. The best selling Hershey or best selling chocolate bar in the country. Go buy those and flip them. Go, go, you earn more profit. Yeah, go to Sam's, buy the five gallons of mayonnaise and sell it for twice the price. I'm Absolute, okay with that. I'll at, whatever. Use, I'll use five pounds of mayo. Shoot, Bring it. Shoot, uh, show your kids some free market economic mm-hmm. capitalism and do that instead of hawking hawking yourself to these companies. I mean, and, and offer little incentives. Hey, if you sell if you sell forty seven thousand candy bars, kids, you get a free. <laughs> scrunchy for your hair but what if i'm a boy <laughs> ah, i don't matter you, you know you use as a rubber band yeah, yeah. use as a book binder oh uh, uh, god these things are just eating you up man yeah so how I, you be doing i can't i i made it uh very clear that i will not when i was doing youth ministry that i would never buy anyone's junk because if i got to buy it for one now i got to buy it for everybody um so now that i'm out of youth ministry i don't have that excuse right so now i just look like the a-hole that says i ah, no, i'm not gonna buy it so sorry kids so, there's that. Yeah, you always, as youth ministry always got suckered into Oh, it. yeah. So I just said no. And, I mean, that's the reason why you try to limit your ministry to only 10 kids. Because right. once you get there, you can't afford. Yeah, your sure. church don't pay you enough. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. We, we announced uh, last week that, uh, that we'll have, I'll be a new foster dad with a baby girl. I can't tell you the number of ways DSS has screwed the pooch on this so many times. We could have... Dude, I think we probably could have a single episode of how inferior mm-hmm. DSS is across the nation. Yeah, this wouldn't be a one-hour thing. This would be a five-hour, a twenty-four-hour marathon. We could raise school how, funds. How many times <laughs> DSS has screwed the pooch? Yeah, we could have a, a marathon, twenty-four-hour marathon, uh, ramming DSS on how bad they are. So we're still waiting for a little girl. But hey, we, you know, hopefully sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, it's we're just. Waiting. Hopefully they get thracked in order. Yeah. I mean, because not this isn't just an inconvenience for you guys. This is now this is the hand you know the life of a small baby in the lie in the hands of an inept government organization. One hundred percent. And just it, 
it irks me, man. I hate yeah. it. I hate it for you guys. I hate it for her. Yeah. No, she's she's ready to roll, but we just gotta wait. Small batch. Silly paperwork. That's what we've we've named her. Uh nicknamed. Her, that's not her actual <laughs> That'd be an awesome legal name. <laughs> legal name. Small batch. Uh no, we we because of small batch bourbon, she's a little small little baby, so we're gonna call her small batch. I like it. How about it? Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So let's go to some uh, wacky news brought to you by 1812 BBQ. If you need a fantastic meal catered to your next event, check out our friends at 1812 BBQ. You can check their info out at our sponsor section of our website. So uh, NBC News had put out this, this website uh, and this link called Climate Confessions. Write your confessions. Even those who care deeply about the planet's future can still slip now and then. Tell us. Where do you fall short in preventing climate change? Do you blast the AC, throw out half of your lunch, grill a steak every week? Share your anonymous confessions with NBC News. Mm. So they, they, I think they had intentions of, oh, we're going to make everybody feel well, you know, tell people how much you hurt the, hurt the world and the environment. So here's some of those. My campus school offers trash recycling compost in the cafeteria. But I get anxiety, and I toss all of it in the recycling. I try to, I try not to use plastic, but it's everywhere. I purify my own water. I put it into reusable containers. That doesn't sound like a confession. Uh, I don't use plastic bags, but everything else I buy is stored in plastic containers. Um, uh, I recycle, but only to keep trash volume to a manageable level. I commute 30 miles to work every day in a car by myself. These are some of the confessions. Um, then it kind of goes, it kind of goes a little awry with the further that you skip down. Um, confessions implies I have something to feel guilty about. I don't. I only conserve electricity to lower my power bill. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather, I'd rather the whole burnt planet burn up and eat steak than give up steaks. Kick rocks, hippies. Uh, I don't believe in man-made climate change and do absolutely nothing to prevent it in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> I can run my AC 24-7. I'm not going to sweat to appease this climate religion. Um, I fly too much, particularly particularly for work, but I don't give a crap. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, so some of these have just uh, – I think that they were trying to invoke everybody to feel sad about the climate, but some of these are <laughs> – just, I don't care about your climate. I'm going to do whatever I want. You know, a new study just came out, and because California recently banned straws, right. plastic straws. Yes. Also, has happened in Florida, too. Mm-hmm. In certain counties, they've led the march to ban plastic straws, like whatever. Anyway, this new study came out, and um, lo and behold, Africa and China lead to 95% of the world's pollution, especially when targeted to the ocean. Mm. Sorry, China, or sorry, the Asian countries, China and Africa, they contribute to the most plastic waste and carbon footprint mm-hmm. out of all the countries. Yep. Plastic straws in the U.S. account for 0.03% of the trash you accumulated. Know, I feel like 0.03 has also been used for other things. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, but I'm saying that. The, oh, the, yeah. Like we just appease the masses. "Quote unquote masses is 0.03 percent of the population. I mean, it just out of so the rest of the globe. If if the, these countries use do 95 percent, that's not even a factor in India. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you've been to India, I've so been. India is not probably the most 
hygienic country in the world. Well, and, and they burn their trash, and which there's so many people that they have to burn the trash, but then that creates air Well, they pollution. also burn their people. <laughs> so there's, there's Point not, taken. There's not enough ground there to, to bury everyone. But um, so I, we can do everything we can. Mm-hmm. You know, we could totally go off the grid and just do solar power. Yeah. But we have still all these other countries in there that aren't doing their, their bid. And it's just it, this climate, climate hysteria drives me nuts. Do I think the climate's changing? Yeah, I think it's been changing since the dawn of man or dawn of the earth. I mean, yeah. so there's nothing different about that. Um, do we can, can, do we contribute to it? Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just I don't know. Yeah, even if we did, it's such a small small amount. Uh, even NASA came out with a thing uh, where the we think in our head that it's a perfect orbit around the sun, mm-hmm. but that's not actually true. We tilt. Uh, to and fro, and then it's also more of uh, an oblong. And so when we're closer to the sun, obviously that's the global warming part. Right. But it'll, it also at some point will be global cooling because we're further along. And we, in the mindset, we think everything is, is a perfect circle, but it's not. So, But also, I mean, there's, there's other factors we don't consider, like the North Pole has actually shifted several miles since, mm-hmm. you know, in the last few years. Yeah. But hysteria. Some of these other ones. I eat meat every day and I won't stop because it's good. Uh, I'm going to eat breakfast this morning and guess what? I'll have it again tomorrow. <laughs> also, another interesting thing, there's a CBS poll that came out. I don't know if you saw this or not, but they were talking about the Second Amendment and they, were, they wanted to get the, the idea uh, of average Joe of what their thoughts are. Should we ban guns? Uh, the, so the question was, what do you think about carrying guns in public. And one of one of the answers was, yes, you should do it. It's your Second Amendment right. The other one is uh, you should only carry it or have it in your home for safety and absolutely not I hate guns. And so th- the mindset was everybody was going to choose, I absolutely not, I don't like guns. The, the number of people that said absolutely it's my Second Amendment right was 96%. Wow. That's <laughs> a 96% check of um yeah i'm gonna carry my gun so i thought that was pretty interesting uh, you know i would love to once we divulge the uh news of what my new surprise will be soon um mm-hmm. i i'll have to relay the experience with that and my second amendment right <laughs> so oh yeah yeah i can't wait for that all right uh, here's another story kfc is testing some kind of chicken and donut sandwich I think you sent me the link. So they're getting a piece of chicken, I guess, trying to compete with Popeye's, and they're putting it in between two regular-sized donuts. The cost is anywhere between $5.49 and $5.99, depending on which options you choose. Um, What say you on a KFC donut sandwich? It's going to be a flop like the Popeye's. They're going to run out. You think so? Oh, absolutely. I think I think this is kind of the new thing now. It's, I mean, look at Chick Fil A. Chick Chick Fil A got crazy over stupid macaroni and cheese. Mm. It's, it's not that good, by the way. But Chick Fil A handled it very well. They mm-hmm. never ran out. That I means right. they would have wait for it. I mean, Popeyes can't even. Popeyes is a chicken restaurant and ran out of chicken. <laughs> That's a good point. KFC will do the same thing. So here's where it got me. Remember we did the the Cinnabon biscuits review? Yeah. It was horrible. It was awful. So KFC has burnt – I'm burning the bridge of KFC. There's nothing that they could do that will bring me back to them. Yeah. I I don't – I can't. 
Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's gross. a gimmick. It's got to be a gimmick. Oh, it's 100% a gimmick. I tell you what, man. I We've become spoiled with Chick-fil-A. 100%. Now, let me be clear. If it's a Chick-fil-A sandwich, like the, the Chick-fil-A chicken, mm-hmm. and you put it on a Krispy Kreme bun, yeah, no, all bets are off. Oh, yeah, I'm all about yeah. that. But, not but I'm KFC. just saying that we've been spoiled with Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. not just from the food, but the customer service and the cleanliness. I mean, it is an all, I mean, all bets are off going to a Popeye's or KFC, and I just don't trust the cleanliness. I mean, because people hate their jobs there. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, yeah. You might end up in a fight. I will say, again, my questionable choices of fast food restaurants, I did go to the Popeye's to get um, the shrimp. Mm. Um which I enjoy the shrimp from Popeyes, and I had a very good customer service. And the lady said, "Darling," to me, which you wouldn't get that at Chick Fil A. Yeah, so I did enjoy that piece. But you got my pleasure, though. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so, are you going to try the KFC donut sandwich? Um. Well, if if they have them and they don't have like a three hour line, because okay. I'm not that dedicated to anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, Remember, I give up on a poop for after twenty minutes. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like I, you know, I hate standing lines at Disney World. So, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, if if it's short lines mm-hmm. and they're prepared for it, yeah, I'll I'll give it a gander. All right, I think maybe. it's been a while since I've had KFC though. Yeah, it's been maybe, a quite maybe we'll, a while. Well, maybe we'll give it one more shot. Yeah, and we'll, we'll taste test it here. I used to like the potato. I used to like the potato wedges from KFC. Oh yeah, no, those, those were those good. are good. Yeah, yeah. the biscuits are nasty. Mm. Now, nope. especially a cinnamon biscuit. God bless a bear. Oh. The 1812 Barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 Barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you the -the fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, the mouth-watering ribs, and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget those sides. With the coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812 BBQ and he can make your next catered meal happen. Weddings, graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812 BBQ. Want to try your hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812 BBQ, or call 704-604-5148. That's 704-604-5148. And email eric at eric.line at 1812bbq.com, and he will be glad to help. Uh, elderly cruise passengers claim they were tricked into smuggling 20 pounds of cocaine. An elderly British couple had been accused of drug trafficking and has faced up to 12 years in prison if convicted. They claimed that a mysterious businessman tricked them. Uh, his name, <laughs> a, mysterious. <laughs> a mysterious businessman tricked them, but authorities aren't buying it. Roger and Sue Clark were arrested last December. Uh, authorities alleged uh, they allegedly discovered 20 pounds of cocaine hidden inside of four travel cases in their cabin on a cruise ship near Portugal. The couple claim that they were unaware of the drugs. According to them, a Jamaican businessman named Lee paid for their cruise and simply asked them to pick up, quote-unquote, empty cases from a middleman. 
They also claim that Lee asked them to purchase exotic fruit for him, like, you know, to, to, so they oh, can get yeah. past uh, customs on that one. The couple was previously convicted in 2010 for trafficking cannabis resin near Norway. Um, so they they got suspicious when Roger 72 and Sue 71 were living off about $1,106 a month, but somehow they were able to afford approximately $22,000 on a luxury cruise over t- a two-year period. Uh, so they are still being held in Portugal as we speak. Mama, Papa. I wonder if the Jamaican guy went Lee. to this Lee <laughs> went to this couple and said, "I'm Jamaican, you smuggle." Ah. Uh, <laughs> they didn't even know it hit them. Uh, I, I mean, you would feel if these empty cases, but they were twenty pounds. Huh. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I wonder what twenty pounds of coke would be on the on the market these days. No idea. It's got to be quite a bit. Oh, I'm sure that's that's a lot of money. There. Yeah, these these they're not guilty at all. No, not at all. All right, so um, let's go to at least, hot. At least they don't have to worry about their pensioners' money anymore or, or retirement. Like, I'm sure they got three squares a day in a jail provided <laughs> by the taxpayers. But so you're going to get uh, twelve years in jail for that, and um, so this, he's already seventy one. So basically, he gets out when he's dead. Yeah, way to go. Yeah. Appreciate you. All right, so let's go to uh, Hot Topics brought to you by Watchman Cigars. If you want a fantastic cigar at a reasonable price, check out our friends at Watchman Cigars. That's Watchman Cigars. All right, so we have uh, going down to our restaurant bracket. We've got it down to the Elite Eight. So um, let's go ahead and, uh, and finish this up. Oh, okay. All right, so if you remember last time uh, in the East region, we have Hardee's versus Popeyes. Hardee's versus Popeyes. I gotta go pop. Or I gotta go Hardee's because of breakfast. Yeah, no, I I agree with that one, um, dude. I'm telling you, they're biscuits. I they're mean, legit. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is you don't have to use lotion on your elbows after you use that after that because that <laughs> just exudes uh, your skin from all the butter. But man, I don't know what old ladies' home they're, they're getting these biscuit makers from. But man, they're they are legit. Yeah, they are legit. Um, Cracker Barrel versus Waffle House. Mm. Waffle House, hands down. I'll, I'll, Waffle House, you get a show. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's entertainment in itself. Yeah. The only thing about Waffle House I don't like is that it could be it could be 140 degrees outside and it's 32 inside. It is, it is always cold. cold in there. It, he, uh, the, the boy, the foster kid boy, he, uh, got a little bit wet from the rain and he went into the Waffle House and he was like freezing. We had to like just get it to go. By the way, I nicknamed uh, Foster Boy Hot Pocket. Okay. All right. <laughs> let it be said. Let it be done. Foster Kid name is now Hot Pocket. All right. So we're going to go to the South Division. Raisin Canes versus Bojangles. Mm. See, R- Raisin Canes has a singular good item. Mm-hmm. They're chicken tenders and their sauce. Yeah. But they, the only thing that's I, about it. The drawback is they use the cheap crinkle cut orada fries. That is I true. I don't like. Yeah, I'm about to go. I'm about to go uh, boanglais because yeah. they they got biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. They got good chicken. Yep. They got good dirty rice and beans. They do. Uh, their uh, their beans, their green yeah. beans are and good. And they got bow sauce, which goes pretty much good with everything. With everything except for sausage gravy. And now they're doing the pimento cheese. Ooh, Chick-fil- I haven't had that uh, yet. Yeah, I may go there tonight because I'm should. cheating today. <laughs> All right, Culver's 
versus Outback. Culver's Steakhouse, uh, hamburger place versus Outback Steakhouse. Culver's, yeah. I'm getting a hamburger, fries, and uh, a shake. But they got the butter burger, and they got cheese curds. That is true. Outback, though, I got Bloomin' Onion. I've got steak. Right now, all you can eat shrimp based on the on the commercials. Mm. <sighs> all right, how about you? Uh I think I'm going to have to go Outback for the variety of food. I will go Outback, too, um, but I have some questions there. Okay. <laughs> that may be a questionable life choice, but I— Yeah. Okay. We've got uh, Bow Rounds versus Outback. All right. So in the Midwest division, we've got Taco Bell versus Five Guys. Five Guys. I'm also going to go Five Guys because I picked up Taco Bell and I regretted that. <laughs> uh, this is a no question on this one. Uh, Domino's Pizza versus Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Why even say? We're just going to keep going. Uh, and then out the Midwest divi- or the West Division, P.F. Chang's versus Zaxby's. P.F. Chang's versus Zaxby's. I'm going to I, – I, I enjoy P.F. Chang's. Okay. But I don't think I could eat it more than two times a week. Zaxby's, I feel like I, I could do Zaxby's, it. Zaxby's, I know I could eat more than t- several times a week. So I'm going to have to go Zaxby's. You know, I'm going to agree with you on that. And then uh, the QT uh, gas station versus Wendy's. The QT gas mm. station versus Wendy's. I, I have, mm. I like a Wendy's Burke Baconator. Yep. I'll give you um, that. And they're open late. Most locations. So is a quick trip, by the yeah. way. I'm going to go QT. QT is going to give you some breakfast. Yeah, you got but you got the coffees, you got the pizzas, you got heck. Some locations even sell like a boiled egg. Wow, and a pickle. Remember though, the QT also has the the fake kolache. Yeah, that's true. So that's true. Wendy's, you're giving me a hamburger. Well, let's, they're giving you a hamburger, fries, a drink, um, chicken nuggets, and something else. Yeah, but do they bucks. do them well? No. And none that's of the that's thing. well. The chi- especially the chicken's like fake chicken. Yep. So, okay. QT for the win. Do you want to finish this thing up? Yep. Do it. Hardee's versus Waffle House. Hardee's Waffle House. Oh, man. There's a special place in my heart as a Southerner for Waffle House. I've got to go Waffle House. Just for the sheer fact of it being in the South, we're going to go Waffle House. Uh, Zaxby's versus QT. Zaxby's. Bojangles versus Outback. I want to go Bojangles. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, Five Guys versus Chick-fil-A. No. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be Chick-fil-A. It's got to be Chick-fil-A. But that's going to be a good punch, though. Yeah. Five guys are gonna gonna hit Chick-fil-A pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So for the for the final game. Like I said, the problem with five guys always yeah. for me is the price. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, because it you're getting a third like a single I, I know I know this now. The uh patties are three, three and a half or three and a quarter ounces. That's okay. a small ass patty yeah. for a hamburger. But you're paying like eight bucks for it. Yeah. I always have that problem. So yeah, no, I agree. Anyway. You can get quality food, but the, you're not getting a hamburger no, at Chick-fil-A. No. Don't, no. don't confuse that. Not at all. Uh, all right. So for the final game, Waffle House versus Zaxby's. I'm about to go waffle. I will eat a waffle because waffle, I, I can eat lunch and dinner or breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
That is true. All right. Plus, I can take my coffee cup at Waffle House, and I can actually go to multiple locations while I'm on the road <laughs> and get free refills. That is true. Uh, Bo Bojangles or the Chick Fil A? Guys, you're not getting. Well. See, the problem with Bojangles is they have the breakfast on lock. Yeah. Chick Fil A. It's horrible breakfast. I mean, the only. Well, the, the negative points about the breakfast are the biscuits. They crumble. Yep. yep. And the sausage ain't. Don't even try this. It ain't griddled properly. Yeah, it's awful. But I do like the minis. I do like um, I do like the minis. I do like uh, the burritos. The burrito. They're pretty good. The burrito's fairly strong. Um, but I'm, I don't know, man. Chick Fil A. I got to go Chick Fil A on that one. Okay. Whatever you say, you want to do, go on that one. No, I, I, it's, it's a struggle for me to be honest. The bow rounds. I like the bow rounds much better. Then I like their hash browns. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, for the Bojangles, uh, the Chick Fil A. I mean, they're bringing it, but they're not. They're not as good. To me, it's going to come down to biscuits, Bojangles for me. So we're going to have to go. I'm going to have to text producer Brian to see uh, what what his option where's is. The, where's the coin flip app? <laughs> <laughs> if you are in the market for a high quality cigar for a very reasonable price you must check out Watchman Cigars. Watchman Cigars is a family-owned business that puts the customer first with the best customer service in the business. Watchman Cigars offers the Habano for a full, spicy flavor, the Connecticut for a mild, easy-to-smoke option, and the Maduro for a strong, powerful experience. They even do specialty blends and partner with you to provide a custom-exclusive line just for you. Watchman Cigars has all your cigar needs. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Watchman Cigars 1991 or email Leon directly at Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com. That's Watchman underscore cigars at yahoo.com or check out the sponsors section of our website. All right. So while we're waiting for, um, for producer Brian to get back with us on, on the, the last person to go to the to the final dance. Uh did you see the story about the the University of Tennessee they're giving a scholarship to a child that was bullied? Yeah, that's a great story. What a great story. So, if you guys didn't see it, there was a kid that uh it was it was uh, fourth grader, I think, right? A fourth grader, uh a fourth grade Florida boy. Of course it's a Florida boy. Was being bullied at school for wearing a homemade Tennessee Volunteers T-shirt. Um, he had a, a um, uh, orange, orange shirt. shirt, and then he got a piece of paper right. and wrote UT on it, and then taped it's, it to and scribbled shirt. it. Scribbled it pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a bad rendition of UT, but he put his heart behind it. Yeah, yeah. and so um, he went to school. He got bullied. Well, his teacher took a picture of it, and it went viral. Um, Tennessee, the athletic department, saw the story. Sent him all of this Tennessee gear, um, and then uh, the University of Tennessee found out about that as well. Offered the kid a full ride to the scholarship for your for your scholarship, year, yeah, scholarship. But they all have they have you seen how many shirts they've actually sold? And now what they've got they've done is gotten the the logo that he mm-hmm. drew, and now that's their official shirt for this year. Yeah. They've sold. Um, Fifty thousand shirts. Wrong, Batman. Wrong. 
they have pre-sold over 80,000. Wow. I saw that today. So they wow, pre-sold over 80,000 of these shirts. Wow. All proceeds all, all proceeds are going to charity too. Yeah, for uh, for bullying and whatnot. Yeah. Um but what a cool story that poor I, I hopefully hopefully the uh, profits a little bit better than the uh, school fundraiser. <laughs> <School fundraisers. laughs> um but I thought that was really cool that shirts being sold in their voluntary the volunteer shop um expected delivery in late September but how cool is that? So moral of the story kids is don't don't be a jerk. Yeah. Cuz I obviously I bet the I wonder the parents of those kids who bullied that kid they, they got to feel like heels man. They got to oh, feel yeah. like they got to be some of the top 10 worst parents in the world. I mean, I'm serious. <laughs> but, I mean, shouts out to this kid. I mean, yeah. he wasn't scared. He he owned it. He did it. And yeah. he was like, forget it. I don't care if I'm bullied yeah. or not. I'm going to pull for my team. Yeah. And, wow. I mean. There you go. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. All right. So, the uh, tiebreaker came in from Mr. Childers. Bo Jangles. He chose Bo. <sighs> well, he's, Bo a, he's a Yankee. Well. <laughs> Chick-fil-A has been knocked out. The final game, Waffle House, Bojangles, who pulls it out? Well, I'm officially a drunk petition to protest. Yeah, so, well, uh, that's a just, big special. Just be expected. Yeah. Uh, I, but I'll have to go Waffle House. Because uh, I'm telling you, you got the Texas toast. Uh, you got the Texas uh, cheesesteak melt. Pretty good. Is it pretty good? Pretty good. Now, last time I was there, I had a bowl. Okay. Where they, they put the eggs and yeah, the, yeah. the hash browns, the sausage, all that, mix it all up, yep. the gravy. Yep. It was, that's that's good. Good. I haven't had that yet, but yeah, you can get your hash browns 22 different ways. That is true. How do you like your hash browns? Well, I like them crispy. Okay. I, I don't like the, I, I don't like the kind of the, not raw, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, that semi-cooked, I don't like that. I'm a simple guy. Okay. I just usually just do ketchup, but if I'm, if I'm crazy, mm-hmm. I will I will throw in onions and cheese. Okay, but I like I just like ketchup straight. I'm the weird guy that uh, sm- uh, I put the mushrooms in it, mm-hmm. put the onions in it, mm-hmm. and then I put gravy. It's not a I don't you can't go wrong, and it's delicious. Whatever combination you can for a, well, for a Waffle House hash brown, you cannot go wrong. I know you're hungry. Mm-hmm. But can I ask one question? Yeah. How do they get it so crisp? So I'm I'm at the house. I'm trying to make the hash browns. Mm-hmm. I get it out of the Orita bag, mm-hmm. put it in the in the the skillet. Mm-hmm. They said just let it sit there for ten minutes and then right. flip it. That never works for me. Well, because they use a synthetic oil. <laughs> oh. They use this like it's, it's very similar to called Frioline. It's basically a flavored soybean butter. Hmm. It's not even real butter, but they that's what they use on the griddle as a. Uh, as as a um, as a source to basically get the brown, brown. yeah, exactly. So it's it's a synthetic butter that they use. I mean, it's not good for you I at all. I can't, but I can't do that at home, right? So, oh, like, yeah, yeah, actually, but but it works best if you have a cast iron skillet. I mean, okay. you can use a saute pan, but it's best if you use a cast iron skillet and do it. That and way. what am I using? What am I to get that really um, good brown? Uh, you can use like country crock. Okay, would be okay. Okay. Um, you probably could just use regular like uh, soybean oil or um, uh, canola oil. Yeah, see, I tried canola oil. Yeah, I just can't. You get may it. not be getting your skillet right temperature, also. Yeah, but try try. I don't know if you have a cast iron mm-hmm. skillet, yeah. but try try a cast right. iron skillet. You usually have better it. results. All right, so Waffle House, you're pulling for the Waffle House, the Bojangles. I'm going to say it: the official winner, 
of the 2019 restaurant bracket is Waffle House for the win. There we go. There you go. All right. We celebrate tonight. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will have special guest Justin Wallace in studio with us to talk about The Collective. What is it? We'll let you know. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. All right, we're back. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And with us in studio, the Padre, the man, the myth, the legend, Padre Justin Wallace. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm good. It's so good to be with you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's been a minute, hasn't it? It has. Uh, I can't even remember the last time you were on, but I'm sure we had some good times. I think it was the Bible guy, right? Yeah. He was, he was a little out there. Yeah, the King James only <laughs> reminded me of my old... Uh, my old neighbor in Harrisburg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Want to give a shout out specifically? Oh. Or, or we're well, just going to... Just the... the <laughs> He was, he was a chimney. <laughs> Smoked like a chimney. Oh, man. Uh, Justin, it, it has been a while, and things have changed dramatically at our church. Yeah. Um, we bought a building yeah. right next to it. And tell us, what is it, and what are we doing with that building? Yeah, man. So things have been good. Um, we, we rented this space for four years and then went through a process of deciding if it was uh, time for us to purchase a property, and we we felt like it was time for us to pull the trigger, and we bought two buildings. Um, and uh, one of those buildings was uh, pretty much a shell. It was, mm-hmm. um, and so we we uh, hired a GC, we gutted the whole thing, and and we had this vision, this dream to start a nonprofit co work space. And mm-hmm. so I think all your listeners are probably familiar with co work spaces. Yeah, um, we wanted to create a space um, specifically for people who were helping individuals and families in the area of um, mental health, emotional health, spiritual health. And mm-hmm. so to bring healing and uh, and to bring wholeness in those areas. And uh, and so whether they're nonprofits or um, we have a couple counseling um, services as well. Mm-hmm. So we called it the collective, okay. um, the collective Concord. And, uh, and so we started the renovations, man, and that was a process, um, you know, uh, working through the code of uh, of Cabarrus County. How and, much did you love that process? Oh man, you know, like <laughs> I've learned a lot. I've, I've learned a lot, and uh, and so we had a great GC, and and uh, so yeah, it was great. And I mean, and we tried to te- we we tried to treat every person that walked through here with a lot of grace, and um, and so the process um, it would move quickly and then move slowly. Um, in June, we opened the doors, hmm. and uh, and and the and the space has been full from the beginning. And so, um, yeah, so we've got several organizations that um, work out of this space. Okay. And uh, and it's a lot of fun, and it's yeah. it's really cool to see it come to life. Awesome. What are some of those uh, organizations that you have? Yeah, yeah. So I'll just work my way down the hallway. Let's do it. Um, so the first one is Amazing Grace Advocacy. Uh, Gwen Bartley, um, she actually goes to our church. 
Um, her organization works uh, with families that have children under the age of 21 with mental Ill- illness or brain disorders. And so she's a great resource, a great encouragement. She works um, nationally um, yeah. and also within the state with the government to bring about change in the area of mental health and, uh, and, and brain disorders. And so it's been so cool. I have learned so much. I'd love to talk about that more. Yeah, I, come I've, on. I've learned so much about that. So that's the first one. And then um, can, can I just do a shout out? Also, go back to our uh, our history. And we've done we've had Gwen on the show. Uh, and uh, so it, it, she's amazing. Oh, man. Um, and just as a little side note, when we were stuck with trying to get our, our foster kid, the new one, um, small batch, when yeah. we were trying to get her. Um, we got stuck and we're like, hey, we don't know what to do in this whole state process. And the only person I knew is to call Gwen. And I pick up the phone. I'm like, Gwen, here's the issues. Here's the problem. I need somebody to step in. She said, hold my beer. <laughs> I got you, boo. Yeah. Um, that's that's exactly so, right. And yeah. and I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like the next day, like we started getting phone calls. Yes. And she's just an incredible resource. Yeah. And also her heart. Oh, it's incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah, she Unbelievable. she knows how to rattle the cages, mm-hmm. um, and uh, she knows how to cut through the t- the the red tape. Yeah. And so the next lady, Lashonda, is is the same way. So she works with endless opportunities. She started this organization. Uh, she works with single mothers, uh, with teenage mothers, resourcing mm-hmm. them. She's the same way as Gwen, just a rock star. Wow. And so these two women are such an inspiration in the way that they're bringing about change in our area. Um, but Lashonda, she cuts through. Just through the BS, man. Like, mm. and um, I, I've, I have brought so many families to those two women, saying, "Ladies, can you help them?" And they're like, "Absolutely, wow, absolutely." And so, uh, endless opportunities, amazing grace. We have a new organization moving in tomorrow, Friday, um, when we're recording this podcast. Her name is Wilmina, and she runs an organization called One Two Three Jump, and she um, uh, goes into really lower income areas. Doing jump rope camps. Oh, buddy. Man, I know you are. A ju- <sighs> Did you win a jump rope championship? Absolutely not. I always, <laughs> when I was trying the jump rope, I would throw it, you know, over my head and then it hit my feet and I'd have to walk over it. One. Or, yeah, and that was one. <laughs> or or I'd try to be cool and, and actually do the jump rope. And I, I kid you not, hit my foot, pulled it back and fell on my face. Yeah. I have zero coordination. <laughs> it, so it's, it's, one two three jump. jump. Yep. Can we do a three two one contact? Yeah, that's what I you and love I would me do. Some three two one contact. You remember that show? You remember that? It's like PBS. I, I don't. Oh, oh it was man, awesome. So uh, this isn't even like individual jump rope. This is double dutch. No. Yeah. Do they do like they do yeah. the double ropes yeah. and then they start like doing a rhyme that I have yeah. no idea what they're saying. Yeah, and, and jumping rope at me. the same time. I can't do it. Yeah. Next next, you're going to tell me they chew bubble gum too. Probably. That's yeah. insane. So we're hoping that they do a camp at our church, mm. and I'm going to get out there and make a fool of myself, most I'm, definitely. This is going to be like America's Got Talent. Yeah. Like the winner. Yeah. <laughs> 2020, I'm telling you. Or American Idol when you go out and you make a fool of yourself and all the judges are like, you know? So oh, so we got, we got them. They're moving in. We've got our church office um, is also housed here in the collective. We've How got, convenient. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then great. Tiffany Cochran, she's a counselor. Uh, she's an amazing woman. Helps so many people find freedom, find emotional health. 
And uh, I just, I'm a real big fan of Tiffany. And then we've got Nathan Evans with Rocky River Counseling. So if you are listening to this and you're in the area, mm. Cabarrus County, Mecklenburg County, if you're around the Charlotte area and you're looking for a fantastic counselor, just look up the collective concord.com or org, the collective concord.org. And, uh, and look up Tiffany or Nathan, man, they are fantastic. So they're here and then equal rights Institute, which does education in the area of pro-life. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just saw them a quote from them today that says, you know, if, if you're, if you're just going to argue about like, if you're going to argue about issues, you're not going to get anywhere with each other. But if you're willing to listen, if you're willing to engage human beings, then we can take a step together. And so that's their whole philosophy mm. is in the pro-life. I mean, that's a, it's a, it's a very, um, uh, combustible, um, topic <laughs> right. and, and, um, area, but they, they do it in a, in a good way yeah. um, where they lead with character. And so, so they're in here and that's where we're recording this podcast is yeah. in their podcast and vi- um, video studio. So there, uh, that's our organizations and, um, it's full, but. But we also rent out a space, hourly space, for events, for corporations, for organizations, for nonprofits, for churches, for birthday parties. Um, we have a conference room that we um, can rent out hourly. And so, uh, man, we're just trying to make the area a better place. You know, mm-hmm. we're trying to make Concord, Cabarrus County a better place. That's why we, that's why we started this thing. The thing that I love about it is it, it looks like a cool building. It doesn't look like a church with yeah. steeples. And one thing about our church is we say one life matters, every yeah. life matters. We don't want anybody to feel like they can't be part of yeah. this community. Yeah. And this this building, this facility, both sides, welcomes, is a welcoming thing. And be like, oh, this is cool. Um, yeah. So what was this building before it was the church slash the collective? Yeah, so back in the day, it was Nikita Koloff. Mm. Is a was a professional area wrestler, a oh, local. Yeah. yeah, that's all I know about wrestling. <laughs> so Nikita Koloff, his his gym was this was his. The, he owned these buildings. Oh wow. Um, yeah, and uh, and so then uh, the Refuge Church, um, they bought this building from Nikita, and mm. uh, Nikita actually has a ministry now, local ministry out of the Refuge Church. Hmm. And so the Refuge, they spent several years here, and their ministry grew um, to the point where they were ready to build a building um, in Kannapolis. And then they started leasing this facility to us, and then uh, they were ready to sell it. And, man, they were such a blessing to us. Just mm-hmm. a shout-out to Pastor Jay, Jay Stewart at the Refuge. Like, he was such a blessing hmm. to our church for for the four years we leased it, and then in the process process of selling, it is hard to find a man like Jay Stewart. Hmm. I'm telling you, like it's a big church, mega church, the whole thing. Like there, there is no like sense of arrogance or ego, or I'm building my own kingdom in that man. Like hmm. he was so good to our little church here at One Life, and his whole thing. And and Pastor Mark, their um, one of their executive guys said, we want to see the kingdom of God continue to grow at Central Drive. And so they, they, uh, yeah, man, they made a great deal with us mm. so that we could stay here and to see lives continue to be changed in this area. So we're grateful for the refuge. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about Nikita. I had a great workout when the, uh, the, the old metalwork dump was behind us. Oh yeah. And every Saturday I had to use the giant magnet up and down the giant <laughs> parking lot every, and in the, in the summer, oh my that was so hot. Yes. And that was miserable. And I hated so, it. So a couple of funny stories. One <laughs> is 
today a guy pulls in with his trailer looking for the old recycling place. It hasn't been here in three years, but he's still looking for it. So I don't, that's terrible marketing on their behalf. Sure. The other is that at the, at the entrance of our church, there used to be this old pine tree that looked like it had caught on fire. Right. And so I went over next door to talk to our neighbor who's lived there his entire life. And, uh, and I said, bro, what, what is the story about that tree? Uh-huh. He said, well, when, when the recycling place was here, they used to line up just bumper to bumper and they would sit in their cars smoking cigarettes. And one guy, he said, I was sitting on my front porch and the no. dude flipped the cigarette, hit that pine tree in the middle of the summer. <laughs> and that sucker went up in flames and it was still there, just charred. And so we actually just cut it down this summer because I got tired of looking at it. But I laugh every time that I remember that story. In my head, I'm picturing Christmas vacation. Oh, 100%. One, it's one of the greatest movies ever. What's your I, favorite line from that movie? Uh, <laughs> Oh gosh, I don't even. I don't even. We'll we'll, we'll be at the grocery store, and I'll like put some chips or something in the grocery cart, and I'll and my wife will look at me like, "Why are you buying that?" And I'm like, "And you and you buy yourself something real nice, Clark. real nice." <laughs> <laughs> even to this day, I've um, I've really been stuck on summer vacation on the oh, vacation, okay. yeah, where they drive across the country to go to Wally World. <laughs> sure, <laughs> Grandma dies. <laughs> he says. I, I don't. I think. I think we could put her on the roof of the car. <laughs> and she says, "Clark." And then the next scene is them driving in the rain, and she's sitting right up with her purse in her front lap. <laughs> I like, sitting watching the TV, just bawling, crying. Like what in the world? Like, it's so incredible. So then they get to the house, and they he, he carries her over his shoulder, throws her on the chair, and goes. All right, let's go. <laughs> and then she makes him have a moment of silence. <laughs> so, so good. That's, so every time I think about that tree, that's I think about Clark Griswold. The blessing. <laughs> and then she starts saying the national anthem halfway through. Oh, oh my gosh. Man. I think tonight I'm going to go home and just watch those movies. That would be oh, that would be so great. It's it, it makes life better. Yeah, no doubt. It does. Yeah. Uh, so, in, anything else you want to talk about? So people can rent out the room yeah. here at the collective. How do they go about doing that? Yeah, you go to thecollectiveconcord.org. Um, so you can go there. We're also on Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook, but thecollectiveconcord.org. And uh, you can there's some there's some places you can click and send us an email letting us know that you're interested in renting some space and so we would love to partner with you mm-hmm. and uh, if you're a nonprofit in the area and you want to partner up with what we're doing we'd love to hear from you um, so yeah um, I want to I want to ask you mm-hmm. um, just I, I mentioned this with amazing grace like you know um, uh, mental health um, yeah I was going to go back to that yeah mental health is a big thing right now right yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we just we just um, had a pastor tragically in California, Jared Wilson. Um, he took his own life. Um, you know, and 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 uh, man, I hope I said that right. Like it was mental illness that mm-hmm. led to that, and just in a dark place, and dealt with uh, clinical depression. And um, 
And uh, man, I, I, I've never been there. You know, I've, I've never walked in those shoes, but um, since being the pastor here for three years and working with our counselors and working with Gwen, um, I've learned so much. And uh, what I've learned is there's still so much shame mm-hmm. around this topic, you know? Yeah. And so I love that you, you said that this building doesn't look like a church. It, it's a warehouse is what it is. And, and, and I love that because it says to people, like, no matter where you are, no matter what you're facing, no matter how dark of a hole you might be mm-hmm. in, you can come here and yeah. you're going to be okay. It's going to be safe. Um, but there's still that thing in our culture that shames yeah. people when it comes to mental health, mental yeah. illness. We keep it to ourselves. We hide it. If we're going to counseling, we, we may not talk about it. Um, and so uh, I'd love just to talk about that. I mean, what are your yeah. thoughts on that? And, and what's your experience with that? And, um, you know, yeah. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think first off to say, you know, I've, I've dealt with depression for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom died when I was young. Mm-hmm. And trying to navigate your water, navigate those waters when you're 12, yeah. um, trying to figure out what's up and what's down, um, man, that'll throw you into a loop and that'll throw you into some depression. Yeah. While going through that, there was that that shame. It wasn't brought on to me by uh, by parents or or whatnot. It was me reacting to whatever was going on for the day. And I right. remember uh, times of. Uh, you know, my dad just saying something like, you know, what's wrong with you? Mm. Um, but it was because I was acting out because I didn't know how to deal with all of those things that were going on in my head yeah. or a teacher saying, you know, better than this. Why are you doing stuff like that? Um, and, and I wasn't, you know, a crazy kid, yeah. but I was, you know, trying to find some attention some way, some, some shape or form. And, you know, it was just to try to find which way is up mm. because through that depression, you don't know. Um, even in my adult life, I remember specifically there was a time when a newly married, um, new job, f- bought our first house, thought that I would be living the dream, but I was in a really, really dark place. Mm-hmm. And it was to the point where it was just darkness. And that's all I can all I can say is like I remember just being uh, in my bed. Just I felt darkness all around, and I didn't want to get out. I didn't want to move. I I just felt like I didn't want to end my life, but I just wanted it to be over. Yeah, if that makes sense. And it, it it's I didn't want to to see help or you know get counseling or anything else like that because I thought in my head something's wrong with me, and I've got to figure it out on my own. Yeah, man, that's the lie. Yeah, that's yeah. the lie. It was a total lie, dude. I am so like freaking proud of Mm. your courage like here we are on a podcast you know that you had the courage to share that story um and and i think that's the way towards healing yeah and i and i think that's that's the message we have to share is like we we have to create spaces where people can can feel safe Mm -hmm. to share their story you know yeah, 100%. We have this mentality, especially for men, and, I, and I've said this multiple times, where we feel like we're men, we need to figure this out, yeah. and we need to fix this because that's what men do. Yep. And then once we fix it, we'll be good and we can do it. And and we're going to do all of that by ourselves. Yep. The, the lie is we can do that by ourselves. Yeah. We get this lo- lone wolf mentality 
But that's not, one, how we're created. Yeah. Uh, and that's not how we're designed. We're designed to be in a community with people that we can share our hurts, our joys, our frustrations, all of those things with. We were never meant to do this on our own. Yeah. So the lie is, you can do this. Yeah. You've got this. And and we've been told that over and over yeah. and over. You have this. And what's ironic, and now that I think about it, is as men, we're brought up to be lone wolves, but yet we value and we we um, put on a pedestal team sports. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you're the man, but you got to do it as a team. But in your own personal life, you got to deal with your own stuff. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, I— <laughs> We so here at the church we have our kids' life ministry, mm. and um, and so me and the other pastors we we swap on and off doing videos, teaching videos for our kids, and so today was my turn. So I was I was teaching um, the end of the life of Joseph and the beginning of Israel being in captivity to Egypt, and so you're doing this for little kids. Well, yeah, man, <laughs> got it. Yeah, right, that so, makes sense. Yeah, so first grade through fifth grade, <laughs> and uh, and so um, I. Uh, my my deal today was um, that we all need help. Mm. That we all need help. So Israel, when they were in captivity to Egypt, um, that they for years mm. and years and years cried out for God's help. And then I fast forwarded to Peter when he walked on the water and he began to sink. That his the only words that he could get out of his mouth were "Help me," mm. like I, "Jesus, I need you." And and so um, that's exactly what you're saying. It's like we we it's hard. It's mm-hmm. hard. I, it's not easy. It's humbling. But to be able to learn how to say, I need help. Yeah. And so if, if you're out there and you're listening to this, and mental illness, uh, brain disorder, depression, clinical anxiety is, is a reality for you. Yeah. Um, number one, um, you um, are loved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you are seen. Um, you are heard. Um, you, uh, you, you, you do that. There is something going on inside of your heart, inside of your head, um, and uh, and you have to recognize that. But that doesn't mean that you are um, disposable. Mm. You're not. You are not disposable. The other thing is, is that if you're if you're out there and you're listening to this, that um, there are people around you and in your life that would love to help you, but you have to say it. Like you have to be willing to say, "I need help," and so, I um, I just I just want to encourage you to not believe the lie that you have to do this alone, and to reach out to someone and say, "I need help. I, I, I can't do this alone." And and so this is something my wife and I talked about. You know, being a pastor is a tough road, um, and I'm not. I listen. I'm not whining about it. I love my job. I, you know, but but it is like. You have people that come in out in your in your life and go out of your life very quickly. Um, and I talked to her about after the Jared Wilson. Um, I heard that story. I said every pastor needs to have someone who they trust enough to say, "I'm in a dark spot." Mm. And when you're in that dark spot, rather than trying to navigate that on your own, have that person that you can go to and say, "I feel like I'm going through that. Like I'm 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 working my way into that." that that cycle mm-hmm. and I'm I'm feel myself going into that darkness. You gotta be able to say that. Yeah. And um and depression mm-hmm. and anxiety and loneliness, it all tells you nobody you, you don't burden other people with it. Don't mm-hmm. bother them with it. No, the way 
towards healing and the way towards freedom is to say, I need help. So find someone that you can trust, find someone that loves you and have that conversation right now. Yeah. Like freaking pick up the phone and have the, the conversation that prepares for that moment and say, I need you to be the person that if I go into that cycle, I can reach out to you and say, I need help and that you'll be there for me. And, uh, and so just make sure you put that safety net in, in place. Yeah. We've got, I've got, um, 3am guys that if I need, I need anything, mm. you know, I know that I can call these three guys at any time of the day and they will drop whatever they're doing and come help. Um, so you've got to have that. Yeah. Tough part is you've got to build a relationship yes. to be able to do that. Yes. With with people and yeah. in the good times and in the bad, you're sticking with them thick and thin. Uh, one other thing too that I, I wanted to point out is if you're listening to this one and you need somebody to talk to, please uh, you can even email us uh, at um, at sfpradio at gmail and we'll put you in. We'll find somebody. We'll connect you. We'll be able to to find some resources for you. So if you need help, just email us and we'll we'll do the best that we can. Uh, two, feelings are fickle, yeah, right? Man. Feelings are very fickle. And I know when I was going through that time, I was only looking at my feelings. Mm. And if you're going through that, understand that that's not the reality. Yes. Your perception is skewed, yes. but whether it's um, your brain, the chemistry in your brain, something going on, on in your body, what have you, that's not the reality. Yes. It's a feeling. Feelings are fickle. I've, I changed feelings within a second. You know, the yeah. reality is that you are loved, yeah. that you need help, and there are people there that help you. Yeah, man. Like, Dude, yeah, I, I, I've been talking about that for, I don't know, a decade. Like with college students, mm. we create these alternative realities, yeah. you know, and we, we spiral down into those. Yeah. And the best way to come out of that alternative reality is to confess it, mm. to say it out loud. And when we say it out loud, there's something about it that snaps us out of that alternative reality mm -hmm. and says, oh, wait a minute, this is real. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, man, you're 100 percent right. That that's not those those feelings can lead us into crazy places. Yeah, and we need to have a place where we can confess that, and yeah. so it pops us back into what is real, and that is that I'm loved, I'm cared about, and people are there for me. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, um, man, dude, I love your heart. It's yeah. it's it's awesome. I appreciate you coming in and yeah. and doing that. So I do want to talk about some of the other things that we do at church. We we have. One Life Academy. Can yeah. We, can we kind of talk about what's going on with that? Yeah, man. So we started this thing every other Wednesday night um, this fall, and then we're going to do it again in the spring. Um, and we get together. We eat together. So if you're in the area, we we eat together at 6, and then 6.45 we do classes. There are six different classes that you can choose from. We've got a class right now going on for parenting, for marriage, for grief, for debunking mental health stigma, mm. uh, for finances. Um, and so – a great list of classes um, that you can choose from. So we're going to do that again in the spring. You can learn more about that at onelifechurch.tv slash OLA. Um, and then the other one is Hymns and Hops. Yeah, this talk is about thing. that. Yeah, so this is the <laughs> thing we? we started doing. Uh, Hymns and Hops, um, it's no surprise. Speaking of, I may I may partake a little bit more of these hops right here. <laughs> so it's no surprise or no, no secret that we enjoy um, some good hops. And uh, but we also love Jesus, and and I grew up on hymns, and so we started this thing called Hymns and Hops. Uh, our next Hymns and Hops is on October the sixth 
at Commoners okay. Brewery. And uh, and so we'd love to see you come out. And even if you don't drink beer, you can come out and enjoy and hang out and sing hymns with us. And, man, we're just trying to make much of Jesus in in um, interesting space, mm-hmm. um, you know, where maybe for a long time the church has said, no, you can't go there. You can't. You can't. But listen, we proclaim the gospel yeah. in that place. And um and so it's been awesome, um, and I love the guys over at Commoners, mm-hmm. and uh, love Brian. He's my my cheers bartender, <laughs> and uh, man. And so if Brian's listening to this, Jesus loves you, and uh, and so we're bringing Hymns and Hobbs back on October the sixth, and we'd love yeah. to see you there. And so yeah, we're excited. Can we talk a little bit about the the backlash oh, that, that there is? Yes, we can. <laughs> uh, so. This last time, well, we've had we've had some backlash. I mean, anytime you live in a social media world, you're mm-hmm. going to have backlash. Yep. And um, and so um, this last hymns and hops, we had two guys show up with their great big signs telling Ooh. us all that we were going to hell. Mm. They had their bullhorn, their megaphone. Oh, wow, it was awesome. There's man. two people, y'all. Yeah. You're not going to make that much noise. And they're like every car that's driving in the parking lot. They're you're going to hell. I'm just here to get sushi at yeah. the end. Come on. <laughs> so. so <laughs> I saw them. Somebody comes up to me and goes, did you see what? And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I did college ministry for 12 years on a college campus where I saw this kind of junk all the time. I'd, I'd go to the Belk Tower at, at UNC Charlotte and have conversations with these guys every week. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go out and talk to them. So I went out and uh, approached them, put my hand out. I was going to shake their hand, introduce myself. My name's Justin. They wouldn't shake my hand. They wouldn't tell me their name. So, and they're recording me on their phone. Like oh, they're trying boy. to, you know, catch me in a moment mm-hmm. of, you know, like I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't even know what I'm going to do, but <laughs> so they're, uh, they're, they're so angry. And I'm like, listen, guys, listen, mm. Jesus loves you. And I just told them that like straight yeah. up, like, listen, Jesus loves you. And I love you. Mm. And they're rah, 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 you're sending people to hell. And I'm like, listen, listen, I'm so glad that you're here. Mm. They're like, What? <laughs> I was like, I am. I'm so glad that you're here so that we can have this conversation. They were like, if if we were like Satan worshipers, would you be glad that we were here? I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We're 100% glad that you're here. And in fact, I'd love for you to come to One Life Church on Sunday morning. <laughs> and and you can bring your pickets. Mm. And they were so confused. But I just wanted yeah. them to – we live in this culture where we can't disagree, where we can't have arguments. And I was like, man, like let's talk about it. And let's remember that we can disagree, mm-hmm. and and Jesus still loves us, yeah. And that we can still sit at the same table. But they weren't that interested, and they haven't shown up at One Life yet. Mm. We also have, you know, our uh, Facebook enemies, yeah. fren- frenemies, and uh, and they they love to yell at us about you know that we drink beer and and I've you know I can't believe you call yourself a pastor, yeah. You know, there's no way you're a pastor. Um, uh, a pastor saying, well, I don't want my kids to ever drink beer, but if they do, it won't be because they have seen their dad drink beer. And I'm like, yeah, but Jesus turned water into wine. Is that because he saw his daddy like no, drinking some wine? Burn. <laughs> so, <laughs> I didn't say that on Facebook, but that's what I thought. I said it to my wife. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I, I get it. Like, um, there, we can, we can, we can totally, um. Uh, what's the word? Um, we we can totally misuse alcohol. Yeah. Um, and we and and it it can be a dangerous thing. I, I I get that. I've had lots of conversations, even conversations with people at our church about that. Um, but it's not inherently bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so and so, 
I think I think we're we're doing our best to take the gospel of Jesus to unconventional places. Mm. And I think we're in pretty darn good company because I see times when the Pharisees were so angry at Jesus because he was hanging out in the wrong places. Mm. But he was taking his love and his grace and his mercy to those places. And so I feel like we're in good company. And, um, and so, you know, and I want to invite everybody to the table. I want the table to continue to expand yeah. um, so that people can experience the person of Jesus and the hope that he brings. So I don't understand if at any point you're doing whatever in the name of Jesus and you're angry, like where, where does that anger come from? Like, I understand like righteous anger. Yeah. But that's different than oh, yeah. I just hate that person. Yeah. Like anytime you say I hate, you know, then is that from God? Yeah. Like I, <laughs> I was recently told, I love you, but I hate what you, who you, no, I love you, but I hate who you are. Oh. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I don't. Did, would I Jesus say mm, that? I don't, I don't know how I separate that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, listen, I've, I've, um, uh, this is 2019. Um, I, this summer is 20 years. This past summer was 20 years in oh, ministry. Wow. Um, and, um, I've been, I've been called a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of things said to me. I've, I've had family tell me that I should go get a real job. Which maybe they're right. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I mean, well, you know. I mean, because because being a pastor pays so well. Yeah, it does. You know, and why, I don't work not? at all. So yeah. um, <laughs> and, um, you just work one day a week. Come yeah. On so in the past three days, I've worked um, thirty six hours. So, oh, good gracious. So, uh, but you know, like I've 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 been called a lot of things. I've been called a bigot. I've been called closed minded. I've been called a liberal. I've been called. <laughs> I don't know. Like. Um, and I just keep coming back to, like, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine this week who said, we both, we both agreed, let's fail on the side of grace. Hmm. Like, I don't know if I got it all right. I, I probably don't. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's places that I'm missing it, but if, if I'm going to fail on any side, I'm going to fail on the side of grace. Hmm. And if I get to the pearly gates, if that's even a thing. And God looks at me and says, you had too much grace for people. I'll be okay with that. Mm. I'll be okay with that. And um, I haven't always been that way. Um, I wasn't that way in high school. I wasn't that way in college. Um, Some life things, getting punched in the nose a few times, you know, by life um, has helped me get there. Brendan Manning, Henry Nowen, um, Max Licato. Mike Mike Iaconelli. Mike Iaconelli. Like these guys like helped me move in that direction. Um, and I just, I just want, I want people to experience the depth of mm. the grace of Jesus. Like I, I think of John chapter one, where it's the grace upon grace upon grace upon grace, and and so um, yeah, man, I I uh, that's what we're trying to do, and mm. and not everybody loves it, and that's okay. It's not, it doesn't have to be for them, and one life had doesn't have to be for everybody. Yeah, um, but we are going to continue to show grace to the people on the fringes and in the margins, and the outcasts and the forgotten. And um, and those are the conversations we're having as a staff. Like hmm. just just to throw it out there, like that's the that's what leads our conversations constantly is how can we continue to create environments um, for the broken, the struggling, the hurt, the outcasts, and uh, and so hymns and hops happens to be one of those. So I heard you say a phrase 
that one life isn't for everybody. Have you been taking notes on John Calipari's speeches? Because he also <laughs> says Kentucky is not for everybody. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know that's your favorite coach. That's totally true. I yeah. know Kentucky's not for everybody. Only those he pays. <laughs> oh. so. <laughs> okay, are we going to go there? Are we going to talk about old Zion? Listen, I am uh, I am a Duke fan, so yeah. this is the this is our big point of contention in our <laughs> relationship. So, you yeah. know what? Let me tell you something I mm-hmm. did take from John Calipari is that um, I don't even know how I came upon it, but um, he he has his guys read a book called um, Energy Bus. I love the Energy Bus. Yes. So yeah. he has his guys read that. Mm-hmm. And somewhere, I don't two years ago, I saw that. And I was secretly, mm. I didn't tell anybody, okay? Because John Calvary. <laughs> you and, uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to read it. Yeah. And I read it, dude. It changed my freaking life. It, Everybody, yeah. it changed my leadership. So my kids now read it. Mm. It's There's an energy bus for kids. We have it. And when my kids start being stinkers, like we get it out and they read it. Mm. Our staff is reading it. Um, we've taken people through it. It has changed my leadership because um, I want to not bring anxiety to the room, but I'd rather bring hope and love and mm. good energy to the room. And uh, so that's the one thing I've taken from John Calpari. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's getting to be basketball season. It Things is, are going to get a little rough between it's, you and I. It's going to get amped up. But uh, we still got love for each other. all right uh padre justin wallace thank you so much for coming on the show yeah man thank you so much for having me thank you all right uh that was uh, justin wallace if you want to check out any information uh check out onelifechurch.tv thecollectiveconcord.org you can check out those two websites and uh, get all the information you have Uh, you may have noticed that uh, mojo did not stick around for the interview uh truth be told um we are in the new Southern Fried Philosophy Studios, and producer Brian is also not here. For you guys, it's been a total of uh, like just a few minutes between the last segment when Mojo was here and the interview. In reality, just between us, uh, it's it's been a week because I didn't know how to run the control studio uh, for the new studio here, and I lost the interview that we had previously with Padre. So he was gracious enough to come back and do the interview again. So thank you again to Justin Wallace, round two for this interview. Next week, though, uh, big announcement. We will have um, producer Brian back, Mojo back, and our special guest will be Jim Harold. Uh, he is a, a podcaster. He does it full-time for a living, and he does uh, – a podcast called Campfire Stories and Paranormal Stories. We're kind of getting ramped up for Halloween, but we also want to know how do you do podcasting for a living with Jim Harold. So we are. I'm so excited to have him on the show. He will be here next week. Uh, so tune in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. Again, you can check us out at uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all of your podcast aggregates. You can get connected to us at sfpradio at gmail.com, or you could just, you know, find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those things at sfpradio. Man, we are so thankful to all of our new listeners, and we just encourage you, check out our Patreon page. Do that now. Uh, patreon.com forward slash SFP radio or on our website, southernfriedphilosophy.com. 
On there, you'll find the Patreon link. Click that and subscribe. Become an SFP Insider. We will have some new SFP Insider-only information coming to you very shortly. So again, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. And as always, keep looking up. Keep looking up.